Welcome to the Commercial Real Estate Show, your source for insightful analysis and enlightening discussions. Hello, I'm Michael Bull, your host to the world of commercial real estate. Well, we have a treat for you today. Deloitte has an incredible publication. It's called the 2015 Commercial Real Estate Outlook. So today we'll look at the top 10 issues of importance for the commercial real estate industry in 2015. My guest is Bob O'Brien. Bob leads the global and U.S. real estate sector for Deloitte. Bob, thanks for joining us today. Michael, I'm glad to be here. Thank you. All right, and number one, Bob, I hear is about the macroeconomic fundamentals expected to impact economy and commercial real estate in 2015. Tell us about it. Well, it, it, with respect to uh, the U.S. economy, the U.S. economy is doing very, very well going into 2015, and that's quite different than uh, other economies around the world. You know, Europe is still trying to fight their way out of a recession. Um, China's growth is slowed, as has most of the emerging markets, and, and Japan, for all practical purposes, is in a recession. So the U.S. stands out in terms of strong macroeconomics. We've seen a couple of quarters of, of very strong growth. Uh, the first quarter of 2014 had negative growth, but that was really driven by the polar vortex more than anything else. Uh, the rest of the year has been strong. Unemployment has dropped below 6%. So we're seeing improved consumer confidence, improved business confidence, and uh, consequently going into 2015, it looks really good for commercial real estate. Okay. And how about jobs and uh, GDP? What do you see there in the fundamentals? Well, what we're seeing is GDP growth uh, around or close to 4% in each of the past couple of quarters, which is a good, strong um, recovery and more consistent growth than we've seen, um, you know, looking back. To the recession. Um, that has been great for jobs, and, and consequently, we're really seeing the job market improve. Uh, we think most people can look forward to um, increased pay in, in 2015. Uh, the job market is tightening up a little bit, and with that comes higher pay, which I think is going to be good for consumers as well. Okay, and how should these economic in indicators impact housing? Well, you know, housing has seen some recovery, but it's been unsteady, and it's been variable across, you know, different geographies. Um, one of the issues with respect to housing has been the availability of um, residential mortgage finance to allow, you know, particularly the first-time home buyers uh, to buy homes. Um, we expect to see continued improvement in housing in 2015. Um, but the availability of mortgage financing is going to have to improve to, to really drive um, recovery in, in the home markets, or at least a more steady recovery. Okay. So what should we focus on moving forward related to the macroeconomic fundamentals? Well, I think, um, you know, the one risk around the, the macroeconomics will be interest rates, right? So um, interest rates have been low um, going back six or seven years now. And, and the question is, will they remain as low as they've been? Um, interestingly enough, with oil prices declining, uh, there's probably more um, indications of uh, deflation rather than inflation, right? And the Fed tries to manage in interest rates uh, to prevent inflation. With oil prices down and other commodity costs going down, um, the Fed may be motivated to keep interest rates low for for the foreseeable future. 
Right. So the macroeconomic fundamentals are, are really strong and uh, would lead you to think that commercial real estate is going to do really well in 2015 if you, if you look at the fundamentals alone, right? Yeah, Michael, I've been uh, traveling the country meeting and doing panels with um, uh, a variety of executives in what we call our Deloitte Real Estate Roadshow. And I, I've just heard consistent optimism from those commercial real estate executives about 2015. That's great. Well, I'm over here doing the Snoopy dance right now. (laughs) (laughs) We're speaking with Bob O'Brien, who leads the global and U.S. real estate sector for Deloitte, and we're covering the top 10 issues of importance for the commercial real estate industry in 2015. And number two is how is globalization impacting the commercial real estate industry? Well, where it stands out um, most significantly, Michael, is in capital flows. And there's no question capital flows around commercial real estate are are more global now than ever. Um, The foreign investors have really been showing the U.S. commercial real estate some love. Um, Their investments in 2014 are up 40 percent. And so U.S. commercial real estate transaction activity is up in 2014. The percentage of that transaction activity that's represented by foreign investors is up. Uh, to over 10% of commercial real estate transaction activity. Um, It's being led by the Chinese. Uh, The Chinese have really um, turned on the spigot with respect to investing in U.S. real estate and have done a number of very high-profile deals in New York, Los Angeles, San Francisco, and even Detroit. And um, uh, But it's not limited to the Chinese. Uh, Sovereign wealth funds, high net worth, investors, other institutional investors um, are all looking at the U.S. very positively and have been investing quite heavily in 2014. And it looks like that will continue into 2015. Okay. And is most of that interest based on the safety of investing in real estate in the U.S., uh, or is it more yield-based? Well, no, it it is primarily driven by safety. Um, In addition to safety, what we're seeing, particularly amongst the Chinese real estate investors, is they're doing it to learn, and that is, um, you know, they've done successful developments in China, they've done successful developments in, in Hong Kong, um, and perhaps in some other areas of Asia, but they're now investing, particularly in terms of development in the U.S., uh, looking to learn lessons that they can bring back to China or incorporate into their uh, real estate development activities elsewhere around the world. Okay. So what's a takeaway related to globalization and commercial real estate for 2015? Well, first, you're going to continue to see foreign investors um, interested in investing in U.S. real estate. And and if you're a seller uh, of real estate, that's great. That's just more capital in the market chasing real estate that you're trying to sell. If you're trying to buy real estate, you're going to find more competition um, from the foreign investors. And and as I mentioned, it isn't primarily yield-driven. Um, so you may be a bit surprised with the yields that they're willing to accept in a, in a purchase transaction. Okay. Well, great. Well, let's get to number three, and that's how are REITs and private equity real estate funds performing, and what's the outlook for 2015 there? Well, REITs have had a great 2014, um, up 25% versus the S&P 500 at 13%. The Dow is, you know, 7%. Uh, so REITs have, after a tough 2013, in 2014, uh, they had a really strong year. Um, REITs have um, decreased their capital raising in 2014 after some really strong years of 
um, raising additional equity, raising uh, debt, what we've seen is recycling capital. Uh, In other words, selling non-core properties and taking the proceeds from those sales and and reinvesting them in uh, development or redevelopment of of their properties. Um, As I look towards REITs in in 2015, I I, I think you've got the risk of an interest rate uptick, um, which we saw in 2013 caused REIT stock prices to decline. Uh, if we do see an interest rate uptick in 2015, we'll probably just see the same thing. I think REITs will continue to rationalize their portfolios. I think they're going to take advantage of, you know, the very robust uh, transaction market to sell non-core properties. And I think they're also going to be increasingly involved in development. Um, with respect to real estate funds and the private equity side of real estate, finally in 2014, we began to see broader success in terms of raising funds raising capital for investment. We also saw the you know legacy real estate funds have more success uh, selling properties in their older portfolios and, and exiting those um, and returning money to their institutional investors. Um, institutional investors are, are clearly allocating more money to real estate, in, in, and we would expect that to continue in 2015. Do you think crowdfunding will have an impact on commercial real estate in 2015? Well, thus far, you know, commercial real estate has been the most popular um, place for crowdfunding. And, um, you know, we expect that to continue to grow. It's still a relatively small piece of the capital raising in real estate, but we would expect it to continue to grow. Yeah, that should be interesting. I think, you know, when you can utilize the expert uh, knowledge and experience and ability to, to find these opportunities with these partners in the REITs and the private equity real estate funds, uh, uh, you know, that that's a way to go. You know, you have uh, their expertise to invest right along with them, right? No, absolutely. Absolutely. And it, uh, real estate is just a natural for crowdfunding. And, you know, quite honestly, that's how a lot of people got their start. Well, stay tuned. We'll have more from Bob O'Brien on Deloitte's top 10 ways to make money in commercial real estate in 2015. We'll be right back. The Commercial Real Estate Show is brought to you in part by your friends at Bull Realty. When your business requires proven performance, visit bullrealty.com or call 800-408-BULL. Welcome back. I'm Michael Bull, and this is the Commercial Real Estate Show. Today we're talking with Bob O'Brien about the Deloitte's 2015 Commercial Real Estate Outlook. And, and Bob, you were talking earlier about globalization impacting the commercial real estate industry. How about U.S. investors investing overseas in 2015? What do you expect there? Well, you, I, we'll continue to see an uptick, I think, in U.S. Mm-hmm. commercial real estate investors investing overseas. Um, the opportunistic real estate funds have been active in investing in distressed real estate debt in Europe as the banks in Europe try to pair their portfolios of, of troubled real estate loans. And so we've seen transactions from that standpoint in 2014, and we would expect that to continue into 2015. In addition, um, we're seeing particularly some of the U.S. private equity funds active in Asia, again, investing in Asian real estate. And finally, we're, we're seeing increased interest in India, uh, with India's new prime minister um, and his growth and, and business-friendly policies 
Um, we're seeing U.S. investors uh, starting to sniff around India again, looking for opportunities. And is this motivation for U.S. investors to invest overseas? Is it yield-based? It, it really is, Michael. The um, it, it's been difficult in the U.S. to find the opportunities to to generate relatively large yields, and and so U.S. investors are, are now beginning to look abroad to find that yield. Uh, the one place where we really haven't seen it in a major way is with the uh, U.S. REITs. Uh, for the most part, the public REITs are staying close to the U.S. market. Okay. Well, let's get to number four, and that's how financing is impacting the commercial real estate market. Well, one of our clients told me last week it's as good as it gets um, yeah. broadly uh, across asset types, across geographies. Uh, there's a lot of capital available uh, to the real estate industry. Uh, the only place that remains challenging is on the um, single-family home side for um, new home buyers. You know, there it's still a bit of a struggle. But as it relates to commercial real estate, um, the capital is out there. Uh, the banks um, have been slow and pretty conservative uh, getting back into development loans. Um, but a lot of other capital providers have stepped up. Uh, to close that gap with mezzanine financing, equity financing, other financing to help developers get the projects out of the ground. Okay, so new development is finding more sources for money now. I'd heard that it was a bit conservative. I guess the developers are being a little conservative, which is smart, uh, but uh, the lenders are kind of heating up there? Yeah, they really are, and it's a dramatic shift from where we were a year ago, Michael. Okay. So what should we do in 2015 related to financing? What's the takeaway there? Well, you know, first of all, I would take advantage of the of the low interest rates and look for opportunities to, you know, extend terms to get the low rates locked in for a, for a longer period. Um, we're seeing more competition amongst lenders. Lenders are getting more aggressive. So it's a good opportunity to, if you've got projects that need to be refinanced, it's a great opportunity to take advantage of that. Okay. And what do you expect to see from CMBS in 2015? Well, I think we'll continue to see CMBS improve. I think um, some of the CMBS issuers are are still trying to navigate some of the regulatory challenges, the newer regulatory challenges associated with CMBSs. But we are definitely seeing an uptick in volume of CMBSs. Now, there's some CMBSs coming due in It'll be interesting to see what happens there as these some of those loans mature and and we can't talk about financing in 2015 without talking about rates uh, what do you expect to see there well you know there, there are folks that I talk to that think the um, uh, real estate market can handle you know a hundred basis point uptick in, in the 10-year rate um, I'm not one of those I'm not in that camp I think if there is a reasonably significant uptick in interest rates. I think you're going to see transaction volume slow down. I think it'll have a negative impact on on pricing. 
the fact is people are out there looking for leveraged returns and an, an uptick in interest rates are going to okay. have a negative impact on those leveraged returns. So they're going to um, have higher return expectations. In, in terms of the likelihood of an interest rate uptick, uh, in some respects, it's almost anybody's call. Uh, generally, the way the economy is improving, you would expect to see uh, an interest rate increase. But um, with oil prices down, with other commodity prices down, uh, with the rest of the world's economies uh, you know, flat to struggling, we it may the interest rates may stay lower for um, right through 2015. Well, I don't think there's anything wrong with that, at least for for commercial real estate reasons. We're talking with Bob O'Brien about Deloitte's 2015 commercial real estate outlook, and you mentioned transaction activity. Number five is, you know, what do you expect for transaction activity in 2015? You expect a slight slowdown? It seems like it's a really hot market. Yeah, it's been a it's been a really hot market through 2014. We've mm-hmm. just seen a steady uptick in transaction activity since 2009. Um, 2014 volume uh, uh, approached almost the uh, the highs ever seen, which was 2007, which I never thought I'd see that in my lifetime. Um, as we go into 2015, um, you know, generally with all the capital on the market, you'd expect 2015 to be pretty strong from a transaction activity standpoint. Uh, the one risk out there, as we were just talking about, is interest rates. Right, if we do get an uptick in interest rates, we would expect to see uh, transaction activity slow down. And what about some of the various sectors? So obviously the apartment market's uh, been hot and had a lot of activity in 2014 and before. What do you expect moving forward there? Well, you know, with respect to the apartment markets, there's there's a lot of development coming online um, in multifamily residential. But you're also seeing a, a fair amount of household formation now that the economy is getting better, which is great for multifamily. Um, and as I mentioned earlier, there's still challenges for new home buyers to get financing to buy homes, which is also good for multifamily residential. So I, I think you'll continue to see multifamily perform well. I, I don't know if you're going to see the same level of growth in, in rental rates that we've seen over the past few years because of the new supply coming online. Uh, that'll really vary by market. But still, I think good times for multifamily residential. Is there another sector in commercial real estate that you expect to to see a uptick in transaction volume in 2015? Well, you know, the one I'm most optimistic about from a transaction volume standpoint is industrial. With e-commerce growing like it's growing, um, with global trade coming back from, from the recession, I think you're going to see a fair amount of development in industrial, and you're going to see fair amount of industrial changing hands, you know, primarily in the in the warehouse component of the industrial. And as far as cap rates go, do you expect industrial cap rates to be the one that might even compress a little more because of that outlook? Yeah, I, I think what you'll see is um, industrial cap rates will likely compress a little bit more. I think when I look at office, in, in a number of markets, we're seeing more office development and consequently, you know, new office coming online, probably not so much in early 2015 as we get, uh, as we'll see when we get towards the tail end of that year and into 2016 and 2017. Stay tuned. We'll take a quick break. We'll be right back with Bob O'Brien on Deloitte's 2015 Commercial Real Estate Outlook. I'm Michael Bull. This is the Commercial Real Estate Show. We'll be right back. The Commercial Real Estate Show is brought to you in part by Florida International University. 
With FIU's Fast Track system, you can earn your master's in real estate in just 10 months without interrupting your career. Visit FIUonline.com to learn more. That's FIUonline.com. Welcome back. I'm Michael Ball, and this is the Commercial Real Estate Show. We're talking with Bob O'Brien with Deloitte about the 2015 Commercial Real Estate Outlook that Deloitte puts out each year. And at number six is the expectations for property fundamentals in 2015 for some of the major sectors. And, Bob, if you will, we were talking earlier about industrial. So you think industrial is just going to continue to, to grow and, and, uh, and strengthen? Yeah, you know, I, I, I do think industrial lagged off in multifamily mm-hmm. in terms of the recovery. Uh, but it, the, its recovery really has accelerated the last couple of years, and we expect that to continue in, in, into 2015. Uh, vacancy rates are down. Rental growth rates are up. Uh, industrial's doing well. It's just, you know, there's great demand for the space now with um, e-commerce and global trade. Okay. And let's talk about the office market and what do you expect to move forward, moving forward there. I mean, there's been a, uh, you know, a lot of talk about companies using less space, uh, people working at home, uh, but yet the office market seems to be strengthening. Yeah, no, the, it, and it is, it's interesting. I think part of the reason the office market is strengthened is there's been virtually no new product coming online, right? There's mm-hmm. been very little office development in the last five or six years. Um, when you, when you take a look at the square footage per person going down, you know, that's been a process that's been going on now for over a decade. And, and, and some would say that it's come close to running its course. I don't know about that. I think there's still some of that to play out. But with job growth, um, with the, um, you know, so-called millennials or echo boomers entering into the workforce at a, at a more rapid rate right now, um, it's been good uh, for the office market. I think where the office market begins to slow down is we get later into 2015 and certainly into 2016 and 2017. And, and a lot of markets are going to be, be seeing new new development coming online, um, space to be filled up, and some of that space is being, in effect, pre-leased right now. I, I think that's going to have an impact on vacancy rates is going to have an impact on rental growth rates. And so, although we still expect rental growth over the next uh, several years, the pace of that growth is going to be more stabilized. It's going to be less um, robust than it's been the last couple of years. Okay. Well, might there be some pent-up demand? It seems like a lot of the corporations were have been sitting on cash waiting for the economy to improve. The economy's improving. Might that help the office market there? Yeah, no, absolutely. I think uh, the business confidence that companies are, are displaying right now has caused the uptick in, in job growth, and then consequently uh, they're also looking at expanding space. Okay. And let's talk about retail. I mean, the, some folks are worried about the retail industry, the brick and mortar, because everybody's buying everything online now, right? Yeah, and, you know, retail, it's the, the tale of two cities, I think, in, in many respects, Michael. You know, the big, successful, A-class regional malls are, are doing great. They have found the right mix of retail, service, entertainment, um, and food that really drives traffic in those malls. And those malls are doing well, and retailers really want to be in those malls. Um, the B and C malls are, are struggling. And the fact is, if you look at the entire spectrum, 
of mall space. We've got too much retail mall space. And so I think you'll see uh, a number of the C malls going away. Some of the B malls will likely be redeveloped to become more competitive with the A malls. Um, a lot of change going on there. You know, when you talk about community centers and, and strip centers, um, they have not been as impacted by e-commerce, although some of certainly the big box electronic retailers, for example, have. Um, again, I think the, uh, the well-performing ones will get stronger. You'll likely see um, redevelopment or just uh, development right over the top of um, some of the weaker-performing centers. So retail is, uh, you know, really mixed in terms of how that will perform over the next couple of years. Okay. How about lodging? What do you expect there in 2015? Lodging has been doing really well, hasn't it? Yeah, lodging has been doing real, really well. Um, similar to multifamily and office, you're seeing a lot of new um, properties coming online, which will have an impact, right, on, on rep park growth, on average daily rate growth, on occupancy um, but um, lodging has done well. Uh, if you're just looking at absolute number of days or, or room nights in, in total for the industry, you'd expect to see that go up in 2015. In certain markets, you may see softness in rep parts because a new product comes online. And what about, well, we're at the break. We'll have to come back. We have Bob O'Brien here with Deloitte. We're talking about the 2015 commercial real estate outlook, and we're going to have a lot more when we get back. We're going to talk about lodging a little bit more because, you know, you have, with an improving economy, you'd hope to have more business travel, right, um, Bob? Yeah, no, absolutely, and um, I, I think you're beginning to see that. I'm in airports several times a week, and there's no question that travel has picked up. Yeah. All right, well, stay with us. We'll have more from Bob O'Brien with Deloitte. I'm Michael Bull. This is the Commercial Real Estate Show. We'll be right back. The Commercial Real Estate Show is brought to you in part by Realnex, providing a comprehensive suite of powerful commercial real estate tools at an incredibly low cost. Visit Realnex.com. That's R-E-A-L-N-E-X. Welcome back. I'm Michael Bull, and this is the Commercial Real Estate Show. We're talking with Bob O'Brien, who leads the global and U.S. real estate sector for Deloitte, about their 2015 commercial real estate outlook. And, Bob, I'm curious what you guys are expecting to see in health care and, and in senior real estate in 2015. Well, you know, it's interesting, Michael. We have seen more M&A, mergers and acquisitions, in that subsector of real estate than perhaps any other subsector of real estate over the course of the past several years. And, um, you know, that industry, I think, is kind of naturally consolidating um, into um, the arms of a handful of, uh, you know, public REITs in that area. The demographics are incredible, right? You've got um, 10,000 baby boomers retiring every day. And, um, you know, ultimately that's going to drive increased demand for senior housing and ultimately for um, uh, health care-related real estate, you know, whether that becomes assisted living or, or whatever else. And, and so the longer-term demographics look great for that. I think it continues to be viewed as a, um, or increasingly is viewed as a core component of a, um, uh, of a real estate portfolio if you're going to invest in a variety of different types of real estate. And um, as the housing market improves, 
and as seniors have um, greater opportunities to sell their existing houses and move into senior living, um, it'll continue to strengthen uh, that business. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, that uh, really should. Well, let's go to number seven, and that's how will sustainability impact the commercial real estate industry moving forward? Well, you know, when you look at sustainability, Michael, it's interesting. You know, first it was simply a nice thing to tell a uh, local zoning board you're going to, you know, make the uh, new property you want to develop green, right? That played really well when you're trying to get entitlements to do development. And, and then sustainability became around, okay, well, you know, there are things I can do to save energy costs, save water costs, and it was became a cost-saving exercise. Uh, sustainability has changed a lot in, in the last couple of years, and we expect to continue see it continue to change into 2015 and 2016. A couple things are really driving that. One is um, many tenants have their own sustainability strategy, their own green strategy, and the space they lease is part of that. So they're coming into leasing deals demanding or, you know, only looking at LEED certified buildings, for example. So tenants are, are really driving a lot of activity around sustainability in, in, in commercial real estate. In addition, investors are. Um, we did a study um, in, in 2014 that showed that investors were willing to pay a premium for LEED certified buildings. Um, and that uh, real estate owners who made investments in improving uh, the sustainability of their property, the greenness of their property, um, were getting better ROIs on that investment than ever before. So it, it definitely is a trend um, that is gaining momentum as we go into 2015. Yeah, I think so. And uh, there's more money. I mean, there's more profit. It's not like we had the lean years where people didn't have the people or the, or the money uh, to retrofit these buildings, right? Well, and, and Michael, the technology's gotten better. Right. To be able to do it. And let's talk about technology. That's number eight in your report. How is technology and automation impacting commercial real estate? Well, you know, one of the key ways in building from the, from the prior topic is it is um, enabling sustainability initiatives. Smarter buildings typically mean greener buildings. And Consequently, um, the improvement in technology in terms of managing building systems has had an impact on that. Uh, you know, the other um, significant thing we're seeing from a technology standpoint is more interconnectivity between the real estate owner and their tenants, um, whether it's around um, billing, whether it's around uh, service requests, uh, whether it's around managing uh, electricity usage and um, heating and, and air conditioning in individual tenants' units, there's greater um, systems connectivity today between uh, building owners and tenants than we've ever seen before, and we're actually seeing that accelerate. Uh, one of the other things we're seeing successful building owners use is technology as part of that connectivity to tenants to really improve the attraction, uh, the satisfaction, and the retention of those tenants. Um, owners know when a, when a tenant decides to move out at the end of their lease, it, it costs a lot to replace that tenant. 
And, and so we're seeing owners increasingly use technology to improve the connectivity between them and the tenants, uh, really with the goal of driving retention. Right. So the takeaway there in, in 2015 is you better get ready for technology because it's here, right? Oh, no, absolutely. And, um, you know, it's interesting. I, I'm finally hearing some conversations around venture capital for what I, what I call disruptors in the real estate industry. People are beginning to look at, okay, some of these new concepts, whether it's um, uh, around shared office space, uh, drop-in office space, um, incubation labs, um, almost hoteling type office space that can be used by by multiple companies. Um, There's a lot of really neat kind of cutting edge stuff going on in, in real estate right now, some of which is likely to disrupt the industry over the next couple of years. Yeah, I think you're right. And, you know, we have so much internet speed now and, and we have more money to, to invest in the tools and, you know, have companies like Realnex who are out there bundling products to, that make it very cost effective to have the latest in technology. Well, stay tuned. We'll have more from Bob O'Brien with Deloitte about their 2015 Commercial Real Estate Outlook. I'm Michael Bull. This is the Commercial Real Estate Show. We'll be right back. Excelligent, the resource professionals like CCIMs, CBRE, JLL, Colliers, and Bull Realty use for market intelligence. Commercial Search is the site to market and find available properties to buy, sell, or lease all over the country. Visit CommercialSearch.com. Welcome back. I'm Michael Bull, and this is the Commercial Real Estate Show. We're covering Deloitte's 2015 Commercial Real Estate Outlook with Bob O'Brien. And Bob, number nine is security and privacy becoming more important in 2015 and moving forward. Yeah, you know, it really is, Michael. You know, a moment ago I was talking about uh, technology and being better connected to tenants, you know, through systems. And that's creating a, a new risk as well. You know, real estate companies typically didn't worry too much about cybersecurity. You know, they don't have a lot of uh, intellectual property that people are trying to hack in and get to. They generally don't have a lot of consumer personal or financial information. Um, But what has become apparent now is um, with better connectivity to tenants, there's a risk that hackers or, you know, other bad actors use a real estate company systems as an entry point to attack uh, a tenant. Mm. Um, if, if you look back to the target breach a year ago, that started through an HVAC contractor. And so there's a, you know, there's a great increasing concern as we move into 2015 amongst real estate owners, whether they truly may be vulnerable to cyber attacks. And what's the takeaway there? What should they be doing? Well, you know, we always focus on three things. One is being secure, right? Having uh, the appropriate safeguards within your systems to uh, prevent an attack. The second thing is being vigilant. And some of that's in your systems. Can you detect an attack? Um, Some of it is just watching for unusual variations in in your uh, system use and capacity and and that sort of thing. So being very vigilant, looking out for attacks. Um, Quite honestly, you can't protect yourself 100% from an attack. And so the third thing we focus on is resilience. 
how quickly are you able to come back after an attack? Uh, how good is your response plan? Um, so if you are attacked and the hacker has some success, um, if you have a plan in place uh, that will work. We actually see some of our clients, in effect, conducting you know what we affectionately call war games, where they really test to see if they're ready for a cyber attack. Oh, that's some great strategies to have in place. Let's move to number 10, and that is what are some of the potential issues moving forward related to regulatory issues? Well, um, there are a number of, of key issues out there right now. One is um, uh, the Terrorism Risk Insurance Act and, and the renewal of that. That's going to be very important for the real estate industry in 2015 in terms of access to financing and compliance with uh, existing loan covenants. Um, so that's one key area. The other interesting area is around the um, uh, FERPTA, or the Foreign Investors and in Real Property Tax Act. Um, you know, I have one of my tax partners explained it very well. If a foreign investor went out and bought 100 shares of Google and sold those shares for a profit, they're not taxed in the U.S. for that. If they go out and buy real estate or buy stock in a real estate company over a certain percentage of that real estate company and they sell it, they are taxed in the U.S. And so real estate is really treated unfavorably relative to other asset classes for foreign investors from a tax standpoint. Now, there's bipartisan support in Congress for reforming, not completely doing away with, but for reforming FERPTA uh, to help entice even more foreign capital into uh, U.S. real estate markets. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out in 2015 if we ever see any real FERPTA reform. Yeah, that sure will. Well, Bob, thanks for joining us today. We appreciate it. Very good, Michael. Always a pleasure to speak to you and your uh, listeners. Great. Thank you. And if you'd like more from them, visit uh, Deloitte's uh, website. There's uh, great information there. And uh, be sure to join us next week. We'll do a show about the office market in the U.S. So until next week, be sure that you always lead, learn, and laugh, and join us for the Commercial Real Estate Show. The Commercial Real Estate Show is brought to you by Bull Realty Commercial Advisors, a great place to do business. Visit bullrealty.com. Realnex, a comprehensive and powerful suite of commercial real estate tools at an incredibly low price. Visit realnex.com. That's R-E-A-L-N-E-X. FIU, Florida International University. Earn your master's in real estate in as little as 10 months without interrupting your career. Visit FIUonline.com. Excelligent, the resource professionals use for commercial real estate information. Visit Excelligent.com. That's X-C-E-L-I-G-E-N-T. Commercial Search, the source to market and source available properties for sale or lease. Visit CommercialSearch.com. For more information on these great companies or for additional videos, podcasts, or articles, visit CREshow.com.